0: Hey, this is Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder, and I've been on that show. It's a good show, I think. I'm still figuring out how to
1: listen to podcasts. Hello there. I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Carlo Moss and Mark Cope, the co-creators of the smash hit YouTube series The Most Popular Girls in School. And guess what? It's not just a parody of high school.
0: We had certain experiences in high school, but I think the closest parody is actually the people that we deal with from in our day-to-day basis in Los Angeles.
1: We'll hear more from Carlo and Mark in just a few minutes, but first, as always, fake news. Now fake news with me. Younger car buyers are increasingly choosing Detroit brands over Japanese rivals, a huge reversal from the past, reports research groups R.L. Polk and Edmunds.com. New vehicles from Detroit's Big Three, General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler, accounted for 36.8% of cars bought by Americans aged 25 to 34 in 2012, up 35.4% from 2008. During that same period, the share of cars from Japanese brands Toyota, Nissan, Honda, and others for the 25 to 34s fell from 50.6% to 42.9%. Also during that same period, fewer 25 to 34 year olds understood what percent means. If you thought the Bolshoi ballet scandals would be confined to a single acid attack, you'd be wrong. A soloist who last danced with the company a decade ago alleged this week that the Bolshoi was a giant brothel during her time there. Anastasia Volochkova, who was fired in 2003 over her weight, told a Russian talk show this past Sunday that female dancers were expected to, per the general director, wine, dine, and then bed the theater's wealthy patrons and members of its board. And those were some pretty intricate lap dances, let me tell you. South Korean investigators said Friday they had mistakenly identified a Chinese internet address as the source of cyber attacks that paralyzed tens of thousands of computers at banks and broadcasters earlier this week. But they said they still believe the attacks originated from abroad, but they still don't know her name. Donnie Phil is innocent. That's what one of his handlers, John Griffiths, declares in response to an indictment that the Butler County, Ohio, prosecutor Mike Gosmer issued Thursday against Pennsylvania's famous weather-predicting Crownhog. Butler County voters say they're going to miss the prosecutor. Rick Santorum and Newt Gingrich secretly discussed joining forces and forming a unity ticket to block Mitt Romney from winning the GOP presidential nomination last year, Bloomberg Businessweek reports. The concept sounded good to all participants, except both candidates wanted to be president and neither wanted to be number two. Santorum is quoted in the story as saying he was disappointed when Speaker Gingrich ultimately decided against the idea because it could have changed the outcome of the primary. And more importantly, it could have changed the outcome of the general election into an actual landslide for President Obama. Pepsi's rolling out a new shape for his 20-ounce bottle for the first time in about 17 years. The new bottle is a contoured bottom half that appears easier for holding, and the wraparound label is shorter so that more of the drink is exposed. The change follows a number of splashy moves in the past year by Pepsi, including a multi-year deal to sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show and a wide-ranging deal with pop star Beyonce. Contoured bottom? More of the drink exposed? Hmm... Capitol Hill lawmakers finally brought the 2013 budget fight to an end Thursday by approving a bill that ended the threat of a government shutdown minutes before ratcheting up the partisan warfare over taxes and spending in 2014. Members of the House voted 318 to 109 to send President Barack Obama a bill funding the government through the end of the current fiscal year in September, (laughs) because that'll never get here. And finally, according to the British tabloid newspaper, The Daily Mail, model Jerry Hall said she has been pressuring ex-husband Mick Jagger to dip into his fortune, estimated at about $300 million, and buy houses for three of his kids. Hall is going broke and asking Jagger to purchase houses for three of the children, Lizzie, 29, James, 27, and Georgia, 21. The daughters are all models, which means he doesn't have to worry about buying them food. And that's been Fake News with me. regular listeners to the show are probably expecting a dumb bit in this spot or dreading a dumb bit as the case may be but i know we've got a a lot of new listeners i think this week uh, due to our guests and uh, but before we get to our guests uh, i wanted to actually discuss uh, our guests and their program the most popular girls in school and uh, fangirl was the one actually uh, turned me on to this whole thing and uh, the reason that is well fangirl explain how you got turned on to the most popular girls in school
2: Because people who have a sense of humor that derives from Tumblr are idiots. Therefore, Barbies that swear a lot are the main source of entertainment.
1: But there's more to it than that, I would say. It's more than... Because Barbie swearing... On (laughs) on paper, that does sound funny. But it actually has a a deeper meaning. And the thing I think that resonated with me and and your mother is the fact that... um, well, you know, we always think that that high, all that high school nonsense. I'm 46. I went to high school in the 80s, and my wife and I figure, well, we've gone through all these after-school specials. We've gone through Beverly Hills, two and all these high school shows to show what kind of rubbish. It. And but pretty much that kind of stuff still happens, is not it?
2: Yeah. It's yeah. pathetic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you'll hear Mark and uh, Carlo explain to us what their inspiration was for the show and and what continues to inspire it. it isn't just their experiences in high school, as you heard in the poll uh, at the beginning of the show. But uh, it's it's really weird that stuff still goes on. I think it's a good lesson for young people that if you're not in that crowd it's okay because those people are mostly idiots and uh, even more so is that when they get out of high school and go to college those people are going to be nothing you know so anyway i think that's just a good life lesson for people um we're going to play a clip here right now from the most popular girls in school for our regular listeners who may not be up to speed on this thing um, this is a, a YouTube show. It's essentially stop-motion with Barbie dolls, and uh, yeah, they do swear a lot, but it's a it's a satire of, all um, well, of a lot of things. And uh, here's a clip from the pilot.
0: Who the f*** let you in here? Ashley. Ashley who? Ashley Cachadorian.
1: Ashley Dorian isn't even in charge of the door.
0: So, Deandra, let me tell you how things work here. I already know how things work around here. Ashley Catchadorian is in charge of the snacks. Why is she letting people inside of the door?
1: This is my bathroom, this is my school, and this is me telling you that you need to learn your place.
0: Guess what? I already know all those things. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Jenna Darabont is in charge of the door. What the f*** is she doing letting Ashley catch the door and let people in? And that is from the pilot. That is the most watched episode, but uh, I would recommend them all. It it kind of uh, puts me in an Adult Swim kind of mind, but funnier. Because I think a lot of the Adult Swim stuff, I think, is I don't know, maybe needlessly self indulgent, where I think this is kind of like, it strikes a funny chord in a lot of different places. And uh, right now I'm going to play, uh, Hannah, your favorite uh, clip. This is a little, um, I guess it's called it a soliloquy, maybe, or, yeah. a, or a monologue from, uh, from episode 11, which is the second to the last episode of the first season. And I'll just give you a little blast of that right here. A girl lost her arms, Ashley Cachadorian. A girl lost her f- arms. Do you not know what has transpired while well, you were in Pearl Harbor, like, okay. seeing the f-ing Japanese museum? We had our own Pearl Harbor here today. Oh my god. How could you do this to us? You literally bombed us.
0: Like the Japanese you are. And me. I'm Ben Affleck.
1: And I'm Ben Affleck and I'm holding two f- girls' arms. And you're Cuba Gooden Jr. disappointing everybody. And I would say that's the sillier side of the show. And Hannah's cracking up even listening to that. She probably you've probably heard it how many times now? At least well, a couple dozen? times. I
2: had to hear it a lot in order to memorize the whole thing. There you so. go. Okay.
1: All right. Well, uh, before we get to the interview with Mark and Carlo, um, Fangirl uh, wants to remind you to keep, keep checking out her blog, uh, checkcheche.tumblr.com. Oh, I got it right. Yeah. And then you also have a photo blog off of that, right?
2: Just Check Check Hay's photos Because cool. I'm not clever enough for a new name
1: And you're going to have What's coming up on Check Check Hay Tumblr?
2: Both of them are going to be pictures from the Ready Set Continuing my tradition of last minute Going to their concerts Because right. man can the Ready Set put on a
1: show so. There you go And uh, we saw out of sight He's a nice guy Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we, this new guy from Chicago Gold House uh, Real EDM And Hannah's going to try and interview him Coming up. All right. So very good. All right. Well, without further ado, we're going to get now to our interview with the co-creators of the most popular girls in school, the YouTube smash hit TV series. Uh, That would be Carlo Moss and Mark Cope. Here it is. Okay. Joining us on PF's tape recorder, this is a huge treat. It's Mark Cope and Carlo Moss. Off of the most popular girls in school, the uh, YouTube sensation. How's it going, guys? Great. Uh, Well, first of all, I'm going to have Fangirl, a.k.a. Hannah, explain uh, actually how we got involved with the most popular girls in school. Take it away, H.
2: Are you aware that Tumblr is what started this whole mess? (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, we've seen...
2: It was 11 o'clock on a Friday night and I couldn't sleep. And I had just seen Barbies all over my feed for the longest time. And I had no idea why I decided to look it up and was told multiple times to shut up by my parents because I couldn't stop laughing. It's like 1130. Oh, that was but that okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that night that you guys got all mad at me. <laughs> and, uh, but I could stop watching it. I watched the whole season in one night. Reblogged about everything that I could find. Then all my friends started telling me like, God, I hate you. You got me watching Barbies on YouTube all day. What are you doing to me? Um, I actually made dad run me to Dollar General about a week later, and I have my own Deandra doll. She doesn't have arms. Um, <laughs> she sits Maybe. in my backpack with me and my best friend, Morgan. He he, I gave him the other one because they came in a pack of three. And no one understands us, but we're we're very happy. We sit there and we're like, let me tell you how things work in Turpin High School. And no one else is amused, but we're pretty amused.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. You're my new favorite person. Hey. Well,
1: well, then we got turned onto it, and on on paper you you would think I wouldn't like it, and, and Hannah thought, well, you're not you're not gonna like this, you're gonna make me stop watching it, yeah. and uh, I think it's hilarious. It's you know even, uh, I'm not a big fan of poop jokes, and yet it's my favorite oh my line. <laughs> that's my favorite thing now. It's my, that's my my whole catchphrase.
2: Everything <laughs> is half on blank 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 bitches for yeah. like the past months.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's stuck <laughs> in my funny. head. So, well, uh, well, walk us through this. How did this whole thing get started? Uh, well,
3: basically, uh, the show got started was um. Carlo and I, had we'd done a lot of uh, comedy videos together uh, through different comedy groups throughout L.A., and I went to go see Carlo perform in a live show, and I'd been wanting to get into animation, but I'd never done any any sort of animation. I can't draw. So I thought about maybe doing stop animation, but I didn't want to work with Clay and do like a Gumby thing. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then I went and saw Carlo, and he performed a live sketch of th- a sketch he'd written with three girls basically complaining in a bathroom at each other. And that script, exactly what I saw on stage, became episode one. And I just went up to him, I said, look, I think this would be so funny if Barbie dolls were the ones saying the lines as opposed to Carlo and drag. <laughs> and and uh, I spent about three months learning how to stop animate and uh, made the first video and it just kind of started from there.
1: So, so is this um, more a parody of high school in general or shows about high school or what, what's, the, uh, what's the angle?
0: You know, kind of the genesis of it, literally literally came from uh, I was in an improv group, and we were doing shows at Upright Citizens Brigade, Improv Olympic, and one of my go-to crutches was if I couldn't think of anything, I would just talk in in this girly voice that ended up being the D'Andra voice, and I would just talk like this, and it would get a reaction. That happened during an improv scene. I just stepped out, didn't have anything, and just dropped into that voice, and then we ended up doing a scene that worked, and I said, okay, let me write this scene out and see what happens if it goes on paper, and then lo and behold, that's what episode one would eventually come. So, I mean, the the original genesis of it uh, was more just completely out of improv more than anything else.
1: So, is there any backstory to the characters, or is this just... Yeah, or are these, are these like loosely based on people you know or an amalgamation of people you know or seen on TV. You know, as
0: as we've been working, I I think uh the, the general assumption is that we we had certain experiences in high school, but I think the closest parody is actually the people that we deal with from in our databases basis in Los Angeles.
3: Right. I think you're more likely to find Mackenzie Zales and Brittany Matthews on Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset than you are in a high school.
1: Aha. Or, or yeah
3: <laughs> well
2: yeah we have a rachel tice at our school actually that's why i want to know about the characters because it's like you took a girl at my school and made her except she's obsessed with glee she talks the same and she eats weird things from under the bleachers it's like you know who she is
1: yeah that was kind of eerie when we saw that my, my wife look we were watching the first episode and hannah had us watch it and we're looking and rachel tice comes on and we look, and like do they we know, know about your high school help. it was just eerie how, how close it was Would you sounds kind of awful to say but <laughs> it's <pretty> true, <laughs> and, and, and rachel
0: tice you know literally was supposed to be one line and then never heard from again and it was just one of those situations no. where we found that people really enjoyed the character
1: well what's she gonna do now the gossip girl has gone off here i know in the last episode uh her sister was it her sis- little liars. exactly
2: six, six episodes are gonna be erased
1: yeah. i saw that yeah
3: there's never <laughs> enough teen TV for fans like Rachel Tice. There's always gonna be something terrible to watch.
2: Glee. Yeah. Do glee. <laughs> <laughs> and, well,
0: and we've and we've also uh, we've also I think come to the realization that at some point in her future life Rachel Tice will probably end up being a successful T V critic.
1: Oh, there you go. So I was asked, least my next question, actually. Is there an overall story arc, like Lost, where you guys have this all planned out in a, on a big board in a room somewhere? Or is it more like <laughs> you have a general idea, but you might want to change things as you know, like, things pop into your head and you don't want to be like you know, welded to a certain a story arc?
3: Certain it's, things we plan ahead it's, pretty far. It's maybe
0: that you mentioned uh, a, a big board because Mark and I... on. Um, This past Sunday, literally had a giant whiteboard with story ideas, and it it, it pretty much exactly how you would uh, envision it. Um, But we'll plot out long-term storylines that we want to fulfill for each for each season, and then kind of uh, fill fill it in as we go along, really.
1: And how do you balance the uh, amount of silliness versus? social commentary because some of the parts of the course are extremely silly, but then other things, you know, are a little more I guess a little stronger and more to a point. I think it
3: depends on most of the time it's usually just like, oh, you know what I really want to do? X. Like see like episode one was I went to Carlo two months ago two or three you know three months ago. I was like, you know what would be funny? Is that people think Brittany's pregnant and punch her in the stomach. <laughs> I just want to see that. I've never seen anyone punch someone in the stomach because they were worried they were pregnant. And that's <laughs> about as bold as you can possibly get, and Kyle was like, That's a good start. I think that we can get some there. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Or like DeAndre getting her arms ripped off. We knew that was gonna happen by episode three. We were like, we're yeah. going to rip off her arms. That's gonna be hilarious.
1: Yeah, I think it, now you've got a lot of direction to go with the, uh, not to spoil it for everybody, but with the, um, I guess when they see her in the, not the latest episode, because that's going to drop today, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so uh, the new episode drops today, but the uh, episode right. 15, I think it is, where they go and see her and she has a surprise for them, and uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, is this going to be some kind of, well, I might spoil it a little bit, this is going to be some kind of a, a Bionic Man kind of parody, is this going to go off in kind of a, you know, a Battletar Galactica kind of thing, or?
3: We're definitely going to use it to her advantage. She's definitely going to be a bit more unique. She, you know, you can't have an arm that big, that robotic, <laughs> and not have it be fun.
0: Yeah. So the, the, there's definitely a, uh, a long-term plan for the, the robotic arm. It's it, it's there. It's not just there because we're like, you know, be awesome robotic arm.
1: So is it. Um are you kind of stressed out with now the production schedule that you have, or has this been able to work out with the other things you guys are doing? so I don't like doing this thing is a commitment once a week and uh you know once once you're locked in, you know you're locked in and it's you know it kind of can be tough to life sometimes gets in the way and you start to stress out You
3: are absolutely correct about that <laughs> we've definitely we've definitely upped our production schedule in fact, as I'm talking to you, I'm rendering out the next episode to be uploaded directly after we finish this interview that makes it um special. go check it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have links.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's gonna be great, and um, and and I've been in this office all night long uh, working on this thing. So it's we we've, we've we've stepped up our production episode uh, per episode, but we're it's at the point now where we can do it uh, full time, and we really enjoy it. So it's totally worth it. Okay, and it's certainly a nice
1: problem to have. Yeah, de- oh, yeah, it's better to be busy than not to be. That's a fact. So you've been able to monetize it.
3: Sure, we did our Kickstarter, which went exceptionally well. We asked oh, okay. for about $5,000 from our fans and we were lucky enough to get fi- almost 15. Wow. Yeah. So that really just gave us the big boost that we needed to just launch off the season and really just go full
1: steam. So our episode's going to be longer? You're going to keep it in the 7-minute range, 8-minute range?
3: I think we're going to keep in the 7-8 minute range for now. I mean, that's I, on on YouTube and stuff, people don't need to be sitting down on their phones for 15 minutes watching an entire episode. uh, So we think that that pace works good for us. Um, But we are good. Right now we're shooting for doing, and we have been doing, an episode a week as opposed to an episode every three weeks. So that's a much, much more uh, rapid pace.
0: Yeah, that was one thing that we sat down, especially after it got so so popular on Tumblr, was we looked at each other and said, you know, a lot of these people probably don't realize that the first season, we only put a video out every three weeks, and in between, it was just blooper reels and viewer mails. People are, might get mad when they realize that, we're, that we don't actually put out an episode every week, so let's see if we can do that, and so far, it's been going
1: gangbusters. Well, that's what happened with this podcast. I was doing it like a, every week, week and a half, and then I had Jimmy Pardo on, um, who you may know from the Bright Citizens Brigade. He does some shows there sometimes. Um I mean, yeah, and um, yeah, I know a lot of people in that kind of arm of the Los Angeles comedy scene. But um, and he once he was on, uh, the went the up downloads went to the roof, and the Podbean that hosted emailed me and said you have to re- up your subscription because you're getting too many hits now. So, and I was like, okay, well I, guess I do this, you know, every week now. And fan had a question.
2: What was my question? I completely forget. Oh yeah, I think there should be a movie actually, as opposed to the seven and eight minutes. I think I think a movie's in order.
3: Just a full length. <laughs> Yeah. It, it would have to be a musical, right? Just like some sort of yeah. huge oh, glee. Oh, totally. There
1: ball. you
2: go. Everybody in the club tip. T- there you
3: yeah, go. Yeah, and Than would have to sing that's not my name. <laughs> by Think <laughs> Teen, Teen girls or whatever their band yeah. is.
1: Um, so how long does it take to build an episode? And do you start with the audio first or do you animate it first and then add the voices on?
3: We start with the audio first because mostly because uh we don't we don't go off a script purely you know we improv a lot when we record so we don't know what this what's the show's going to be like until we're done recording because our actors come up with great ideas for the characters and the storylines change and all kinds of stuff so we do the audio first i edit that down and then we i sit down with the dolls and the uh... little sets we have and just have them act out the lines i i'll stand up and play a line and then i'll act it out and go okay here's how the bodies need to move now how would i move i couldn't move my elbows and then uh, I'll just have a re- then I'll just shoot to recreate that
1: with the, uh, the stills. And how many people are involved in the cast? Up, I know there's you two, and they said there was another gal that was uh, that does some of the voices.
0: Yeah, so we have our uh, the the main core of people that produce it is three people: it's Mark, myself, and then our producer Lily Vonnegut. Uh, I I do four voices. Lily does three. Uh, Mark does the voice of Than. And then we bring in a lot of improv actors that we have specifically worked with. Most of them are either teachers at Improv Olympic, uh, UCB, or main stage performers that we've been, most of us have been working with for years because there's so much improv built in to the process. Um, And I think, what do you think, Mark? We're probably up to a cast of about
3: 12, 13 people. Yeah, about 12, 13, exactly. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, some do many characters, some do little ones, you know, like we have. One guy who just does Lancelot Belinda or one person who just does uh, Mrs. Van Buren, but we have other characters uh, who do several different voices. I mean who Matthew drew, who's a very deep voice character, Dave Hill, who does that voice, also does the voice of uh what's her name, Carlo? Amberlyn Weggers, who's Amberlyn Weggers, <laughs> most respected girl in school
1: uh, I forgot my question was Anna was quoting a line there. Um, oh, is that, does anybody ever come to you?
2: That's the thing. The names are just so funny. The names
1: that's all are like, Carla. My <laughs> best
2: friend today took my music and wrote, like, Connor DeVarnin all over it. And I'm like, get off. People are going to think that's the real person. They don't understand us. Well,
1: we decided for our trip to Chicago that Hannah's in charge of snacks. And her <laughs> Lizzie's sister. Lizzie's in charge of the door. Lizzie's in charge of the door. <laughs>
0: yeah. Very it's important. It's actually pathetic because
1: I have Trish's monologue memorized. So, does anybody ever come to you in the cast and say, hey, there should be a character like this? And then you kind of work them. Into the into the cast of characters. Watch the
2: extra credits, that's the Jamaican janitor. Well, the Jamaican
1: janitor, welcome. exactly. People might the not j- have seen the extra credits, <laughs> oh, so know. I'm here to help. They, <laughs> they might be, be me. like me. They make a four six year old dad this who's just. This is why he calls us fangirl. You can see it now. There you go.
3: Uh, it's all right. It, it's always fun when the fans like when someone's like, "Man, how do you guys do this?" And fans would be like, "Um, you better watch extra credit if you're going to comment on these." <laughs> see, I'm not. Pages, right?
1: I'm not in the demographic. I just think it's fun. Yeah. So. yeah.
3: No, exactly. It's it's okay. Yeah. Everything there is to know.
0: Exactly. Four and then, uh, then, then somebody in the cast suggesting a character is something will come up organically while we're while we're taping a character will just come out and and we'll say oh we need to put that in our pockets for later
1: so well how do you come up with the names for the characters because they do seem perfect <laughs> <You're so
0: fun. laughs> that, that's uh, that's a combination of a few things I'll sit down like as a writer one of my favorite things is specificity I, I think that that's such a Wanted, it's kind of an easy way to get a laugh is if you're just very specific, and that goes back to lots and lots of improv training, where if you name the person that you're with, it instantly creates a, a bigger connection. So what I'll sit down and do when we have a new character coming in, I have a few different tricks to find specific character names. Um, one thing I'll do is I'll look at the sounds in terms of like the consonants and the vowels, and say, okay, this hard K sound is funny. And like, once I have an idea of what I want the name to sound like, I'll go into like the top baby names of 2011.
3: Ah. And because,
0: most of, because most of our names are very pretentious sounding, like they're very like upper crust, like terrible people that you never want to be around. The names that have been recently popular tend to do pretty well. Like names like Mackenzie, Brittany. Uh, so, and so I'll, I'll find the first name and then there's a few different ways that I find the last name. A lot of times I'll just randomly type stuff into Google, like 1982 Oakland A's roster. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Funny last name in there. Like, like I think we, like one name that we came up with was Amber Zendejas. I came up with Zendejas because I remember that there was an old NFL kicker whose last name
1: was Zendejas. He kicked for the Houston Oilers.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep. Yeah, uh, so there, there's there's a bunch of different ways we we get to the names, and it's, it's very much one of those like, oh, this feels right. This feels right for this character. That's going to be her name.
1: Awesome. You have any other questions, there, Fangirl?
2: Not that I can think of.
1: She's watched all the extra credits, so she she's all caught up. Um, she's um, first. She yeah, knows I all the try dirt. Try- yeah, um, okay, before I let you guys go, though, I, I'd, I'd like to uh, get a couple liners from you. And I don't usually ask for specifics, but if it would be possible to have Deandra say, Hi, this is Deandra the new girl. Have fun listening to P.S. tape recorder, bitches. That would be awesome. And I'd never hear the end of it, ever. <laughs> you got it would be my favorite liner ever. It <laughs> will
0: be, and will be on his iPod. <laughs> In my All right, here we go. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Deandra the new girl from Overland Park, originally from Atkinson. Just so you know, you're listening to the P.S. tape recorder,
1: bitches. Okay. And if I can get one from Than, uh, I'll just let okay. you do whatever you, however you want to do it. Marcus, Than is my second favorite character.
3: Sure. Hey, this is Than from the most popular girls in school. I know, right? Impressive. You will listen to the P.S. tape recorder. Enjoy it. Then give me a call.
1: Cool, guys. All right. State, state, state. Oh, my God. Oh, state, 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 <laughs> state.
3: Yeah, check out uh, check out our new episode that's premiering today. Or to, I'm not sure when this podcast is going out. It's gonna but,
1: uh, It'll either drop Sunday if Pablo Francisco stands me up, or it's going to drop in April because I've got uh, people lined up with releases coming. up. well, season two is going to run through when?
3: Season two is going to have about thirteen to thirteen to fifteen episodes, depending on how we decide to get the storyline going. So, but, gonna, so it's it's going to last us well through uh,
1: into March. Okay, cool. And we well, should still be going in mid-April then, and, too. Yeah, April and yeah. And yeah, okay. Probably into June. All right. Yeah, I'll keep you guys posted as to when this drops. And uh, oh, Great. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for taking the time to get today, guys. It's uh, really appreciated. We're huge fans, as I uh, indicated in my email. Oh, uh, Well, and thanks. So
3: nice.
2: for Thank us. you. Hey, I have one thing for Deandra that I just thought of, because it'd really make my friend's day if Deandra could say she already knows how things work in Turpin High School, because that's where we go. <laughs> and it'd make my best friend's day, and he's having a bad day. And so... <laughs> If it's not too much to ask.
3: It's your it's your duty, Carlo. It's your duty. <laughs> it's Turpin High School? Yeah. Yeah. Turban High School? Yes. Hey, guess what? I
2: don't
0: know how things work
1: right here in Turban High
2: School. <laughs> Thank you. That's perfect. That's just how he says it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: All right guys, well good luck the rest of the way and I uh, hope that this will get even bigger and bigger and uh, we can say we had you on the podcast way back when. Thanks so much, guys. All right, thanks. Have Bye. Thank you. Thanks again to Carlo and Mark for being on the show. You can find The Most Popular Girls in School on YouTube. Just search The Most Popular Girls in School, and you can run right through the catalog uh, pretty easily, and uh, I think you're going to dig it. Now, if you've just come on board to hear the interview with uh, Mark and Carlo, your fans of uh, TMPGIS, uh, by all means, feel free to go back and cherry-pick through the archives of PS Tape Recorder. Got lots of great interviews with people like Mark Marin, Jimmy Pardo, with bands like The Ready Set, Lights, The Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark, The Vaccines. So uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of dumb bits. And they are dumb bits, but I still think they're funny. Uh, Lots of fake news, and uh, just all kinds of uh, musical goodness mixed in as well from some unsigned artists like uh, Mike Travers, Andy Hawk, and the Trainwreck endings. So, uh, you know, dig back through, see what you think. And then uh, also join us in future episodes. We're trying to uh, get Rob Snyder off of Saturday Night Live, uh, and he's buddies with, you know, David Spade and uh, Adam Sandler and all them. And uh, he'll be on the show next week, hopefully. Jimmy Pardo uh, the week after that. Part two of our interview with our customer Maneuvers in the Dark. So all kinds of good stuff coming up, and uh, plenty of dumb bits and fake news to come as well. A couple of other podcasts I wanted to point out to you guys: uh, two big ones, two small ones. Uh, one, and these are both on the Sideshow Network. So if you go to Sideshow Network or maybe it's a sideshow.tv, TV, uh, or just just Google it, um, it's uh, the Man School with Caleb Bacon. And uh, it, it is titled Man School, but uh, women are welcome to listen. It's mostly men telling uh, stories uh, that taught them some sort of a life lesson. It's really cool stuff. So dig that. Uh, Paul Mercurio, friend of this program, uh, has his own podcast now. He has interviewed the creator of uh, not the creator of the uh, current executive producer of the Daily Show, uh, along with people like Bob Costas and some of his other comedian friends like Lewis Black. Good stuff there. Uh, the two smaller podcasts I'd like to point out, of course, are uh, our friend Big Jim Luger's has one called the Big Pretty Podcast. You can find that at Big. Pretty.com or bigprettypod.com excuse me and also uh, Dan Koble, who designed the logo for PS Tape Recorder and his buddy Logan have a show called Magic Potion find that at danandlogan.com you can find all four of these shows in iTunes if that's how you get your uh, podcast uh, probably the easiest way and again along with uh, this program you can go back and cherry pick our I- car- cherry pick our archives and uh, see what you like and uh, find some good stuff to listen to there as well okay uh, apart from that I guess I would just say that uh, name Who designed and the logo we covered that uh music for PS tape recorder was composed and performed by john varopolis and doug o'connor with a little help from me like PS tape recorder on facebook follow me on twitter at pf66 that is all the business we have for today other than to say so long and thanks for listening